Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Welcome to Your Tech Life. This is live from CES, and we're doing it all here at CES thanks to Belkin and Belkin's Wemo. They're announced some great new products here. Uh, the Wemo um, range is going to expand into sensors and a whole uh, range of other things that are going to help you with home automation, in addition to the switches and light switches and, uh, and cameras they already have. We'll tell you more about those as the week goes on. But thank you to Belkin and the Belkin Wemo range of products. Coverage live at CES, your tech life. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want. all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, look, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. CES 2015 is underway, and uh, thank you for joining me here. Um, look, it's uh, it's great to have your company back in 2015, and I hope you all had a wonderful break um, over the Christmas and New Year period. Now, I'm in Las Vegas. I'm uh, in the EFTM studio here, and uh, the show hasn't even started. But as you may have heard on Two Blokes Talking Tech, we've already um, seen a little bit of gadgets, a little bit of this and that, and um, we will uh, keep you abreast on things over the coming week. Now, I'm, um, I thought I'd just tell you a little bit about what I've seen thus far and a little bit of a sneak peek inside the thing, which will officially open tomorrow. So today is what we know as Press Day, um, where most of the media is down at uh, the Mandalay Bay Hotel, uh, watching a very long and uh, uh, interesting... <laughs> press conferences, um, sometimes perhaps not that interesting is, is why I giggle. Um, they, are, they are done for a purpose which is to please and uh, excite the executives and the, the buyers in retail, um, not really with a view to the, to the consumer public who will see these things as they come through over the coming weeks and months. In, uh, in actual marketing and advertising. So um, before I talk about LG and Samsung, uh, let me talk about the show floor and what I'm seeing that's different uh, this year. The um, the place is, is huge, there's there's no doubt about it. And because I have a studio inside the show floor, I'm able to have a look around a little bit beforehand. Uh, and you might have seen um, on the Today Show this morning, we did a live cross from the show floor. Now, it's very similar to, to last year, uh, Chang Hong, Haya, and a couple of others seem to have gone a little bit further ahead in their in their presentation of their stands and their location at the venue. But apart from that, Samsung, LG, and Sony all have their massive stands in the same spots they always do, and they're all showcasing almost every product they um, they manufacture. Um, in the North Hall, which you know four years ago was pretty traditionally just accessories for iPhones and a few automotive um, audio companies, it is almost a motor show. Uh, and that is where I'm located. Right next to me here is the Volkswagen stand. Um, we have, I think they've said, the top eight car manufacturers here at CES this year, globally. So you're talking Audi, Mercedes, BMW, Volkswagen, Chevrolet, Ford, um, Toyota, Hyundai. Um, they're all here, and, and they're all not showcasing cars per se. They're showcasing the revolution, the innovation, and the changes in cars that we're seeing. Um there's a bit of talk about different powers to cars, hydrogen, all these different things. BMW have their electric i3 and i8 here. Um, Hyundai, Volkswagen are hoping to showcase connectivity in cars. Um, you know, how your smartphone interacts with your, um, your car and, and, the, and the differences and the changes that you can make. So Hyundai, for example, have a pretty interesting... Uh, app integration fully um, that allows you to literally start your car remotely from your smartphone. Um, you can press a button to find your, your car. You can turn the air conditioning on. There's a whole stack of stuff you can do, which is um, not revolutionary, but for a company like Hyundai, who can can master a technology and put 
something through their entire range. That's what's critical here. They can really do this at a um, at a big change, um, you know, and really affect everyday consumers because Hyundai is one of Australia's top selling cars. It's uh, uh, ranked number three, in fact, in the um, in, in the rankings that only came out today. Uh, the Volkswagen Golf is the um, number ten selling car, and the Toyota Corolla and Mazda three the top two. So. Um, for there to be eight vehicle manufacturers, for them to have such huge stands here, and the money that I can't even imagine, but Audi, for example, um, their stand is something sensational. We haven't even had it fully revealed yet. Just uh, broadly under the covers, it looks amazing. Um, so we see some, some really innovative stuff from them at a presentation level, let alone the products themselves. So we'll, we'll know more about that in the, in the days ahead. Um, but certainly from my perspective, the, the real change at CES is, um, I guess, a more, more of an importance on the automotive front and the, the kind of technologies that the automotive companies are actually presenting here to us rather than just saying they've got you know a smartphone app they're uh, they're really showing what what the smartphones and what the connectivity can do to their cars um yesterday we were at uh, unveiled and i talked in detail with Stephen uh about a whole range of products there which you can you can listen to in full on two bikes talking tech but without doubt for me the the fun stuff that i, I found were were the ones i i showed on the today show this morning the the, the smart kettle i think is genuinely a product uh, it's hard for some people to grasp why you would need a, a kettle connected to the internet but the idea of having devices in your home connected enables something different that we can't yet foresee that's that's kind of the most important part about it it's not like there's a there's a growing demand for um, you know internet connected kettles but there also wasn't a growing demand for for tablets when when apple released it so i think it's one of those things build it and they will come but it's not really just about flicking the switch on a kettle before um before you get home but it's that application of okay well your, your phone your fitness tracker knows what you're doing and and this is really the trend that we're seeing here um, it, it, all of your devices working together to to do things predictively as, a, as opposed to reactively uh, and, and that makes a big difference you see what what you get is you get a situation where okay so your your wrist where your wristband uh, fitness tracker wakes you up by vibrating in the morning um, you know it knows you're awake smartphone finds out you're awake smartphone knows the weather knows it's a chilly day knows your routine because you spend you know 10 minutes not touching your phone before you do again which means you're probably in the shower and after that um, it knows you you sit for 20 minutes reading you know the, the news and, and Facebook and stuff uh, and your kettle knows over time that at that same time that you're doing that, you're also making a coffee. So why not save you three minutes by putting the kettle on for you when it knows you're in the shower? So whole range of things that slowly, as our devices learn about us and about our routines, things can be made better. And you think about the controversy around Apple's and Google's tracking of us. And, and if you open up your, your iPhone, you open up the setting, go into the privacy, go into the locations, it, it knows your, your top five locations because it knows where you are, which seems like a you know privacy breach, but it's actually for you. When your smart kettle is able to know your consistent pattern around your coffee drinking, it's able to make that easier for you, all right? So it's actually able to know that by combining the data in your smartphone with the data in your kettle, it's able to help you on help you just get what you want when you want it quicker and faster. 
and that's that's what it does. The other silly smart device I saw was the the baby bottle, and that's um from the same people that brought us the smart fork two years ago, <laughs> a baby bottle that um that can detect the weight of the of the milk inside, can detect the airflow, um can can really help you understand what your baby's consuming. Now, it really is a gimmick. I can't think of too many reasons or, or times where I've had an application with my kids where I would have wanted to reflect on what they drank and when they drank it because two things, you're the one filling up the bottle so you know how much is in there, you're the one taking it off them if they're you know, holding it themselves at that age, you know how much they drank um, and if they took in too much air and, and they get the burps, well there's not much you can do about it, that in, afterwards. So it's an interesting one. It may give good data on feeding habits and may help you understand over time the relationship between food and weight or things like that. But all that said, I think it's a bit of a gimmick. The the the, the other one was the high-vis jacket. Now, I wore this on television this morning. made a complete goose myself by changing changing jackets live on television. But it's, a, it's actually a really good product. It's a high-vis jacket um, uh, and uh, called the Vizzy jacket. And... Essentially, you know, it's a, it's a high-vis jacket you wear while you're riding a bike, but it also has, excuse me, a small battery pack which you power up and it turns on LEDs so that people driving and riding around you can see you. So red LEDs on the back, white on the front, very visible, three different modes, so a low flash, a fast flash, and then a solid on. But where it gets fun and innovative and, and frankly, amazing is, uh, is when you put your arm out to turn corners. Well, when you put your arm out to turn corners, uh, the indicator lights come on. The indicator lights are on your arm, they're orange, and they flash so people around you know that you're turning that's very cool um and essentially that that's an interesting product because what they do is it's it's actually been around for a couple of years what they've done by um getting involved with probably another distributor is they've come to to ces to get publicity to to get traction uh, and i think try and find a <coughs> excuse me global just distribution for a product like that so it'll be interesting to see how they, whether they have any success with that, and that might be one of those products that in two years from now we're looking back and going, whatever happened to that high-vis jacket? Uh, only time will tell. Um, so there's a lot of stuff there. There is a lot of stuff about cars, um, and I, I did cover nearly all of it with um, Stephen, so I, I don't want to over... Uh, over double up here on, on your, your tech life with with two blokes talking tech i want you to subscribe to both and get them both during the week what i intend to do is very short um commentary podcast for you here so that you know you're just getting a sense of what's happening um as opposed to trying to double up and, and give you every bit of information but i'll tell you a little bit more about the products that i have uh, a greater interest in here on your tech life and we'll tell you about everything we're seeing with Stephen, which i think should give you a broad breadth of what's happening at um at ces now i was asked uh on twitter um it'll probably take me a while to find it but i was asked earlier about a um whether or not i could do a story that showed um what what was in my kit bag here at ces uh and i'm gonna find it because it was here somewhere i feel really bad now um they asked the question of me um here it is sam tui can you do a what's in my bag for ces 2015 i will try and uh, write it up or, or sweet photos but let me talk firstly about the bag itself i got a um kensington contour sent to me which is uh, quite a large backpack um two main areas the the, the main area at the back where your laptop and um, larger goods can go and then a, a front pocket area um, with some sleeves and things in it 
and then a, a, a smaller front pocket and two sides pockets. It's very good in terms of compartments. But what really sets this bag apart is a kind of a, um, a skeleton structure in the back, which actually gives it a, a good structure around your back. So when it is over both shoulders, it's actually supported around um, your waist. Um, it feels really good on the back, even with, with a large load in it. So it's actually a really good product. The Kensington Contour is what it's called. Um, and why this will sound like an advertorial is because this stuff was sent to me specifically because I'm coming to CES, but they were very smart. Um, Kensington also sent me a little four-port USB hub. So basically, it looks like an Apple TV, the same size as an Apple TV, plugged into the wall. And critically, it has four 2.1 amp uh, USB ports. So I've got that sitting on my hotel room desk. I can charge four things at one time, when, which when you've got a, an external battery, an iPhone, an iPad, and you know a jawbone or whatever else it might be, um, I've got my GoPros and things to charge as well. It, it's a pretty critical thing to have. So that's a very useful gadget. Um, the other things I carry around with me all the time uh, are my passport. Um, I carry around my my uh, uh, micro card reader so I can read USB, uh, sorry, uh, micro SD and SD cards. I carry around a spare battery for my um, phone and the one I carry is a Kinku and I reviewed that on EFTM, K-I-N-K-O-O. And I also carry around a couple of microphones for the podcast, the uh, iRig, which I'm talking to you in now, and also the uh, Mikey from Blue. Uh, I carry around uh, business cards, which uh, my technology business cards pretty much just have my name and phone number on them so that uh, when I meet people, I can uh, quickly let them get back in touch with me. I'm carrying around the um, the the GoPro gimbal that I got uh, recently, the, the Fiutech, um, but it's an unbelievable um, image stabilizing gimbal for the GoPro, which I carry around. I carry my MacBook Air 11 inch, I carry my iPhone 6, have my jawbone on my wrist and my Casio G-Shock on the other wrist. So that's kind of what I roll with on a day-to-day basis. I also carry around um, uh, Thunderbolt to Ethernet cable because Ethernet is available in all the press areas here, including my own studio, and I carry around a couple of lightning connectors. Um, And I've got my Canon EOS uh, 450D for reasonable, better quality um, uh, photos now and then. Back in the hotel, it's pretty much all that same gear, but with the USB hub there. Plus, I have a an American a double adapter for Australian uh, devices, which plugs into an American socket, and I have a, a six-port power board, so that I'm local. I'm, I'm using my Aussie power for everything. Um, and maybe tomorrow I'll, t- I'll sit through the hotel room and I'll talk about all the other stuff I brought with me. But as you might have seen on uh, on EFTM, I brought the drone and we got some great footage around Los Angeles Hills and the Las Vegas area too. So some nice stuff there. Um, just quickly before I uh, move on and, and let you get back to your run, your walk, your drive to work, whatever it is, um, I should thank, uh, of course, Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies who uh, support the podcast each and every week and we appreciate their support, garmin.com.au. They're the people behind the Vivo Fit. Now, the Vivo Fit and the Vivo Smart. The Vivo Smart I saw on the wrist of the guy sitting next to me uh, in the uh, on the plane, which was fantastic um, because it was good to see something like that in the wild, as we say. So the Vivo Smart not only tracks your steps, your sleep, but it has a, um, a small screen built into it that you can't see when it's off. But you tap it and on comes the screen, shows you your steps, shows you the time. You can flick through notifications from your phone. There's a whole stack of data on there, and it's part of that new Bluetooth connected range of um, fitness devices that are out there. So thank you to Garmin for their support as always. Now, this morning LG um, made their um, opening press conference at CES, which is always um, uh, a highlight for um, for the press because it's a it's a big gala event. Now, they 
they pushed heavily again on the OLED TVs. They pushed heavily again on the curved TVs. And they've even got a couple of TVs that are flat and will curve. So they actually move into a curve. Um, they, um, that, that's great. Uh, I'm sure we'll go through the actual individual products and how many they have and all that stuff. But in the end, OLED's getting cheaper. Screens are getting bigger. Curves are still here to stay. That, that's pretty much my TV summary of the day. <laughs> Um, they did take some time to talk about the Internet of Things, which is this smart home, smart world connectivity. They also talked about the car, which I found very interesting because they didn't give any details. They just showed a quick picture of a person with a smartphone and uh, interacting with their uh, in-car entertainment system. So no real details on what they're planning there, but kind of putting their foot, you know, their toe in the water really to show that they're, um, they're thinking about it. Um, they're also talking about an even even richer quality um, 4K, and they're talking about an upgraded version of their Web OS um, for TVs. Interesting to find out when we when we can whether or not that also means that um, 2014 TVs will be upgraded to Web OS 2. Um, the fun one from LG, they announced their home appliances. They opened two. They um, they had two products on stage. They had a twin wash washing machine. So this is a front load washing machine, which essentially sits on a pedestal. But that pedestal is actually another washing machine but a very small one so you could run a load of delicates um, in the bottom and without having to use the whole big washing machine and waste water and time or you could actually run two loads you could run all, all your main wash in the main washing machine and then your uh, smaller wash in the bottom so you can actually do two washes at one time save a bit of time not so sure about that but I'm sure it'll have um, some some take up uh, globally and the other one was the double door double door and door fridge so door and door was something that they've had now for a little while which means that you obviously open the full door of the of the fridge but the the door in door means you can open pretty much the 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 facade of the fridge and get to the shelves at the front without having to get right into the back and what that does is because you're not opening up the same space you're actually saving energy but not letting so much hot air in and what they've done is they've put that on both sides the left and the right of their twin door fridge um, so that's very cool but again not a fridge is something people buy rarely um, and that's one product out of many on the line for, for LG let alone anyone else um, the uh, final thing they talked about was their smartphone. Now, you remember last year they announced the LG G Flex, which was a flexible curved screen. It was very nice. So they've basically said the Flex 2, which they've enhanced with a, a better screen again, uh, full 1080 high resolution, um, and it also has a, a better screen on it that, that should protect from scratches and cracks. Um, and they did a lot of testing to show that it doesn't crack as easily. But bear in mind that because it's curved, it won't crack as easily because it actually has movement built into it. The other thing that's quite weird about and freaky about this uh, um, G Flex 2 is the is the self-healing back. So if you scratch the back of the thing, it, it actually heals itself and, and the scratches go away, which is remarkable, uh, remarkable stuff. So um, that's what LG announced this morning. Um, Samsung was, to be honest bit of a letdown there wasn't really much to say um the 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 tv story i'll tell you about in a second they then talked about a, a streaming service called milk they talked about a whole range of different things but nothing specific and uh and i think that's that's a problem for samsung they they kind of had a bit of a wide um a wide berth on everything but look their tv conversation was all about SUHD. Now why that worries me is because consumers are already concerned and confused by 4K, UHD, Full HD and all these different terms, OLED. SUHD is not a television technology like LCD plasma and OLED is. 
it's a pixel technology that allows Samsung to offer a richer UHD experience and they believe a more true UHD experience but I think you'll find most of the comparisons will be OLED to SUHD so you can have an SUHD LCD TV or LED TV not quite sure how the OLED versus SUHD argument helps consumers because it is nothing more than confusing um, but we'll get hands-on have a look at those TVs shortly um, it's uh, it's it's look it's very nice they also announced a whole range of apps like cooking apps uh, I felt that they were really trying to create more of a global and, and household ecosystem as opposed to you know really announcing any any one product so very interesting we are um, t-minus an hour and a half away from Sony's press conference and um, we will see um, what they have installed there um, hopefully something very exciting from Sony because I think they've had a couple of pretty relaxed years great products but Nothing that's really blown people away, so hopefully we'll see something very cool from them. That's this afternoon. We'll do a Two Blokes Talking Tech tonight again for you. We'll, I'll do another Your Tech Life uh, in the middle of the day tomorrow. I'll be on the Today Show again tomorrow morning around 7.45, um, talking TVs and maybe even 3D printers. And apart from that, I hope you are enjoying the, the little bits and bits of coverage on EFTM. And if you want to follow it as we go along, jump on Instagram at TrevorLongAU, AU at the end of Trevor Long, on Twitter at Trevor Long or at Your Tech Life or at EFTM. Hey follow them all EFTM Your Tech Life and Trevor Long and of course on Facebook as well um, facebook.com forward slash EFTM online um, thank you for downloading happy new year um, and also I should say a big thank you to uh, Belkin uh, for their support of the CES podcast here at CES 2015 talking technology without the jargon Your, Your Tech, Tech Life. Life with Trevor Long